Hey everyone, welcome to God, Growth, and Gaff. We are three guys in our 20s that want to share with you our journey in developing big projects in our areas of small church ministry. Join us as we DIY our vision for the future and how we can help ministry leaders dream big on a small budget together. I'm Nathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Dylan. And we are glad to have you here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Triple G, God, Growth, and Gaff. Um, we are already, it's crazy, actually, that we're already so close to July. Um, I get married in 19 days, so I'm very Ooh. excited and just sharing that with the podcast. Shout out to my fiance, Carly. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to July. I don't know, do you guys have any exciting events happening soon or coming up? Just uh, enjoying the warm weather and very happy that it's not winter. We got we got a kids camp coming here. Yep. We got we got a kids camp starting at church in July, so prepping for that. But other other than that, it's July, so <laughs> <laughs> yep, just kind of cruising. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of nice already that we've been, um, you know, cruising through the summer pretty well and and having some good engagement and. Church is still booming, even though we're in the summer. You know, we were anticipating and worried about a summer slump. Right. But we are grooving nice and easy. Yeah. So we just wanted to uh, introduce this episode and start this one off with talking about uh, exactly that, flows. Um, you know, this last Sunday, actually, we were able to host in our Sunday services just some something fun for the fathers, since it was Father's Day this last Sunday. And it got us thinking... Like, hey, what makes Sundays so fun? It's when you do something fun. And so this episode, we really just wanted to focus on talking about what our flows look like and having a, for lack of a better phrase, like a system down for Sunday mornings. So that way, when we can have the opportunity to, to do fun stuff, it just makes it that much more exciting and engaging. Yeah, I don't know how your church might operate, but... Our church, on a normal week-to-week basis, we, we have a general service flow that, that we go with, and it's uh, kind of something that we, that we stick with, so the congregation gets comfortable with it, so the band, the volunteers, everyone else gets comfortable with it, and that's good and all, and it's, it's great for us to have, but it's not necessarily the best to stay in that. So in terms of our normal service flow, we will go into a hosting moment, uh, with a welcome and announcements, we will hit three worship songs. It'll be usually one fast intro, more hype song, and then you know build your way down into more worshipful, centerful, uh, focused ones. We will then do an offering, um, and then we'll hit a bumper video, and the pastor will come up and preach. And when he's doing his his end prayer the band will sneak back up on stage super subtly and <laughs> and do a response and then he'll he'll benedict us out of the service so it's a pretty easy normal service flow and i'm sure a ton of churches are doing the same exact thing or very very close to the same exact thing mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's generally the I would say the standard for for how ministries, you know, in, in a normal four song worship set. Yeah, I'd <laughs> how say they, so. Yeah, how they work. The church uh, bread and butter, basically. Yeah, for real. <laughs> right, for real. Right, and I like uh, having a basic process because I have to run a lot of things on a Sunday morning, uh, all at once, typically. 
<laughs> and I have to kind of lay them out and have this like mental grid before me. Um, and this kind of allows me to actually, hey, push this button, change this setting, um, and do everything all in a row. And it's in really rapid succession usually, like within <laughs> half a second or less. But I've just kind of ingrained this process into my brain over the three years of me doing things here. And uh, now it's like, it is part of a process. I can, I can testify that when I've had to step in in the booth <laughs> on, on a day that you're gone, I don't know how you've gotten this down to a science, but it's not fun to try to, <laughs> mm -hmm. to, try to unmute mics, switch lights, and move a, a video cue all at the same time. Um, so I, I applaud you for being able to, <laughs> to do it every week. Multitasking for the win. <laughs> and I think it speaks to, to just the fruitfulness of having like that routine bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Because if not, I couldn't... I mean, I know I did it once, <laughs> you know, when you both were out of town for something. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, there's no way. <laughs> Dylan is either Superman or is just really good at what he does. He just grows a third arm every, <laughs> hey, sometimes every single Sunday. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's important, you know to have that that specific flow because if we if we change it up every single week there's no way it, it would be a scramble every single week and not even just for for you but for everyone. everyone else right you know and and i'm not only talking about staff and the volunteers who who make sundays happen but i'm talking about the people who just come and sit and watch because if you're constantly throwing a different complete flow and a different complete um, way to do a service at them every single week. Sometimes, I mean, that's going to be hard to grasp because they're not going to understand. But what I do want to say is it's not okay to every single Sunday of every single week do this exact flow that we've talked about right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's not good for 52 weeks a year to do three songs and then a sermon and then a closing song and then a blah, 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 blah because right. it's going to get so beyond boring <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and it, it i think as we're talking about our flow i think we have to address the elephant in the room which is where the heck do you put announcements you know i'm thinking like you, you have a good flow going you have a strong first song and then do you just stop and do announcements or after three worship songs you take the extra five minutes to talk about announcements and then all right and now it's time for the offering and so I think one thing that we also had to learn to develop in our routine was making the announcements less about just saying, okay, this is what's going on, sign up for this, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But making it, you know, like Josh said earlier, a hosting moment, a welcome to the church, you know, how can we connect you in? And we've learned you just got to rip the Band-Aid off right off the front. So for all those of you who are struggling with how the heck do we do announcements, where do we announce things, for us, we usually do a lot of it uh, during the week, actually, we do emails. Uh, we have an app that we announce things from, you know, communicating with people on social media. That's kind of our main route. And then Sundays, it's just the, hey, like, hope to see you at these things. And then if we have something super important coming up in like a week or two, we'll announce it. But we're, yeah. we're not going to announce a youth event every single Sunday or, or a kid's thing every single Sunday. Um, it's, it's the things that are the most pressing that if they have to be announced we will say yeah. um but we've had to come to realize that yes everyone has their own things that they want to announce from a church on a sunday morning but if you mm -hmm. allow that 
then your announcements are going to be 20 minutes long Yeah. Of, of someone just saying, and another thing is Sister Irene is in the hospital, and that's, <laughs> that's important to know. But again, mm-hmm. that's what an uh, email can cover. That's right. what... That's what a, a social media story can cover. Mm-hmm. Prayer uh, groups as well. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's a big one. Yeah. So, so we just wanted to, you know, address that too, because I think as Sunday mornings continue to move forward and grow, it's kind of like, where the heck do we put this? You know. Mm. And and what I also want to say on top of that is that since we do them at the beginning, we have to have someone who is engaging at the beginning of the service, and so that Nate does announcements. Literally every single week, and if yeah. it's not him, it's you. It's me, probably. And Fair. so, so it needs to be someone who one knows what's going on and who knows the details of everything, who's in charge of everything, who's blah blah blah. blah. They have to be on top of it, and two, they have to be engaging because if, if you have someone coming up at the beginning of service and just saying, "Well, good morning." We have a few announcements for you today. You've already lost people oh, at yeah. the beginning of your service. Mm-hmm. From that from that first few words, you've lost the interest of the entire congregation because they they tune it out. That's why you start out a service with a really hype, ener- energetic song. You're not going to start out a service with, what a beautiful name. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could, but... You could, and we will get into that. Ah, but yeah. I'm saying on a general week, you're not going to start out a service on a super somber kind of low-key note. So if you have someone in your church who is like that and who can be that energetic person, get them on announcements. And if you don't have someone like that, try to train up someone so that they can be, if that's where you like to have you know, your hosting moment, so that they can be the person to really get people engaged from the very beginning. Mm, yeah. And then always... This is one thing that we've learned too is always end the announcement portion with either scripture reading or prayer. I think there's something beautiful when even something as simple as the hosting moment can usher in the preparation of worship and just the hearts of the people mm-hmm. where you go from, all right, this is all the fun stuff that we have going on to now, and now let's really focus on what we're here for and what it is that we're you know, gathering for. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a beautiful thing that if you take the time to deal with the announcements and the hosting aspect, it can really be something fruitful for the church. But what I want to say on top of that is that every week doesn't have to be the same. And announcements don't always have to be the first five minutes of service. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, we did the exact opposite of this. <laughs> we, we started <laughs> yep. out with a hype song, and then Nate came up and, and gave a few hosting you know, points and tidbits, mm-hmm. and then we jumped into the next song. And that's really just to keep the congregation on their toes. Because you start <laughs> out a service with every week with, good morning, church, blah, 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 blah. And then you start out a week with just big guitar and, and drums beating, and people are like, whoa, 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 what just happened? And am I am I late? You know, and you don't want people <laughs> to think that, but um, it resets a little something in their mind to say, oh, this is not the same exact thing that I'm always used to. Yeah. Um, and so what we've come to realize as a church, and this is, this is take the, t- took us, <laughs> took <laughs> us quite a bit of time um, to realize this. First was to create a consistent service flow, but it's also to not stick in that and to change up depending on whatever week it is. 
And our reasoning behind this is that if you want to engage your congregation every single week, you can't constantly have the same thing. And nine, nine times out of ten, this isn't just changing up the hosting and changing up the announcements, right? That's, that's sure, that's a little, that's a little uh, spark in their day to, to do a little change of a service. But I'm talking big things and special services and Christmas and, and Easter, but also just doing those in the summer and just doing these, these services that are like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is... Uh-huh. Celebration Sundays. Yeah. The, yep. Something that's like, whoa, I did not expect this. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's just... The beauty about Sunday mornings is it's a tension that you have to hold between creating a routine so people aren't always you know, questioning what are we going to expect this Sunday, what's going on, what's happening but also making things unique enough and exciting in their own services in their own way. That way it's not like, oh, well, here we go again. It's another Sunday. You, you, it's just mm-hmm. an interesting. Mm-hmm. The heart behind it is it's just so interesting to create this balance between making something comfortable enough and routinely enough for people to know it and to be like, this is my home. This is what I do. This is how I know it. But yet still doing something exciting to say, and yet it's still fun. Yeah. And still something that I, I want to bring people to know and to do. And I want to be able to uh, just get excited about what could be. And so I think as we continue talking about this and kind of share soon some of the things that we've done, I just want to you know put it out there. It's just a beautiful tension. I think if, if you give it the proper focus, if you give it the proper heart and care and recognize why both ends of the spectrum are important, when you find yourself in the middle, it's going to be really fruitful. And it always doesn't have to be a complete change of the flow either. That's that's the other thing that we want to talk about, right? They don't they don't have to be just within the confines of the worship service, but they can be physical changes outside of it. And I don't mm-hmm. mean changing up your entire lobby and and painting everything and and you know adding on new sections. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about little things that can engage the congregation in the lobby, that can engage the congregation in the in the worship center, that can do something else that's not just walking through the doors, walking into the worship center, sitting down and getting ready for service. And so this past Father's Day, uh, it's this as we're recording, this is the week after Father's Day, what we did was put out like a little basketball pop-a shot and a ladder toss game. And what we've done for Mother's Day in the past is just give, you know, the moms flowers as they leave to let them know they're appreciated. But dads don't care. <laughs> dads, dads don't want flowers. Uh, and we can't afford to give every single dad a toolkit. So what we did this past Sunday was we got a few, you know, like 20 Duncan gift cards for five bucks. And we had these games out in the lobby. And if a dad won a game competing against another dad or against their kid, then they got one of these gift cards and they ate it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so what we what we actually had to do was we had to cut down a song in worship. And so we just did a three song set list instead. And I think there was a little pushback from doing that because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we don't want to cut out worship time just so dads can shoot basketball with their kids. But what it did was it gave us five more minutes of that fellowship time in between our first service people and our second service people. And it, I mean, the place 
lit up. It was oh, loud. Yeah. It was loud. <laughs> it was I, loud. I couldn't hear the the pre-service music that we had going on in the lobby because right. because dads were screaming because they were <laughs> they Beating were their kids in, in yeah. sports and ladder toss and all that. Yeah, and so that's the type of thing is that didn't cost anything. Those were those were both games that we had for our youth group, you know, and and or it cost it cost the amount for a gift card, but I don't think the dads even cared about the gift card. And so those are little things that you can do, especially throughout the summer, you know, where, where a lot of times it's, it is more so of a slow church season because people are on vacations and, and everything. But to engage in fellowship outside of the worship center and outside mm. of the actual service itself is drastically going to improve the, just the overall, I don't want to say morale of the church, you know, but, mm-hmm. but it's going to make people's day. Because they're not just going to walk in with their wife and sit down in the service and leave. They're going to interact with other people because competition, everyone loves it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too. You know, I think a lot of times we try so hard and we focus so much on just the Sunday morning, mm-hmm. on the flow of that, that mm-hmm. we forget that there's so much downtime that's happening before and after the services. And so even just, I mean with a perfect example with the Father's Day thing, like having our service set up to almost anticipate and focus more on what's happening around it, I think in and of itself was fruitful for the for the people to like get excited. And, and you know, it was so much engagement. It was just, it's a reminder that, you know, sometimes what we can plan for is just planning to have free space <laughs> for the people to connect with. Yeah, and another thing we did was uh, the Summer Shack back last year during the summer. Um, that was one year that I remember. We did have kind of a slump, um, but the people that were there, uh, we, we decided that we just wanted to do something for them. Um, so we ended up setting up this like kind of community area in the back. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool looking. It, we had like the whole Edison bulb drapery going on, and we had uh, some tables set out, and we had like a a juice and snack and like coffee type bar. Um, and it was set up in our back, like there's like a little serving area basically. And people every single week, they there's, that's when people started like really talking to each other instead of just going straight out after a service. Uh, that's when people really like engaged with each other more than we'd ever seen before, honestly, even in the couple of years we'd been here. So it was really fruitful. Yeah. It, that was the first time I think we've done something like that, where it was yes. it was more so focused on the fellowship, especially in between services. And so if you guys who are listening run services that are multiple, if you have one, two, three, whatever, you're going to have people in first who don't know second. You're going to have people in second who don't know third. You're going to mm-hmm. have blah, 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 blah. And to do things in between the services to make people have to interact because they're getting donuts or mm-hmm. because they're beating each other in ladder toss or whatever, <laughs> that's going to drastically improve your church's health as well. Because I, I mean, I, I even know people who have been at this church for a long time and they are super devoted volunteers, but they only go to first service and, and they don't know some really devoted people in second. And it's like, oh, wow, wait, you, you don't know them? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, no, but 
um, you know, it's not their fault because they just go to two different service times. But if you have something there in the middle, right, especially on a special week or mm. or the summer, you know, if you have if you have an entire summer thing devoted to fellowship, then you're going to have this interaction that's never mm. been possible before because people leave immediately after service and leave and, and sorry, and get there immediately before second. Mm. Yep. Um, and so another just example that I want to talk about is our, our miracle mixtape yeah. series. So we did, <laughs> we did a series a while back and it was just about the, the miracles of Jesus. And it was, it was really just a pastor pick of, of favorites, you know, like how you'd mm-hmm. have, I don't know, Shaq's pick of his, his favorite plays of the week or whatever. And, and it was the same thing. It was, it was our pastor's pick of his, some of his favorite and, and most impactful miracles. And we just called it mixtape because it was like, ah, oh, here's, here's just a random playlist thrown, thrown together. But we decked the heck out of the, not the halls, the lobby. Deck the halls, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> out of the lobby in that. And we, I found, you know, I found probably about 2,000 records or more uh, for $40 off Facebook Marketplace, and we slammed every corner of every wall in the lobby up with all these 80s and 70s records, and we got a little Mario game on the on the, the old mm, Nintendo yeah, inter- mm-hmm. Entertainment System where we had Mario and, and Duck Hunt, and yeah. and then we had I think Connect Four and like Rubik's Cube's out, so we 80'd the heck out of this place, Super right? 80s. It was, it was, it was, looks like it came strange out of, straight out of Stranger Things. Yep. And, and people walked in and they're like, what is going on? Right. And this was, this was like four weeks of this series of just utter madness. And did it really have, did the eighties have anything to do with Jesus's miracles? No, not <laughs> even close. Right. But what it did was, you know, these things in the lobby made people, kind of stand there and they were like, I remember this record. I had this when I was, when I was 12 mm-hmm. and people, people started bonding over, you know, this Michael Jackson record that was up on the wall and right. people started bonding over, you know, someone was playing Mario and, and the other person was like, all right, I'm on Luigi. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was this, it was this thing of like, did this really correlate to Jesus at the wedding at Cana? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what it did was it gave us an excuse right to have something super crazy and, and super off off the wall <laughs> even though it was on the wall mm, um, nice. you know in our in our lobby and so what i am saying with that is that sometimes you don't need every single piece to fall in the order to try to deck out something and make it look cool right sometimes all you need is the motive of like hey we need to change up because we've been doing this same exact flow. We've been doing the same exact look for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's time to just completely change. Yeah, I think it also reminds me of our celebration Sundays. So even when we do, you know, something as simple as our baptism or membership services, we, you know, we are intentional about, okay, how do we change it up? How do we, um, make, you know, just make it different? And I remember, I think our last celebration Sunday... Uh, you two actually played a big part when we did that giant count me in song and the drum solo with the lights and mm. I don't know like yeah, I, I remember Josh you you saying that someone approached you afterwards I was like I forgot that church can be fun 
And I think mm-hmm. that's really what the idea of wanting to spice things up or, or change it up or do something fun with this series is like, just making church fun. And, yeah. you know, it's literally called the Celebration Sunday for the fact of we're celebrating so much what the church is doing, what people are doing, the commitments to Christ, the baptisms. And it really, you know, amplifies that celebration aspect when we do something a little bit different or spice it up with the, with the services, the orders, the flows. And I just think it's one of those that sometimes I think we can get scared of doing because, oh, we won't have enough people or who's going to man the summer shack and the ladder toss. But that's the awesome part about doing these things is it forces you to engage people in a new way on Sunday that they probably wouldn't be used to doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, having to ask someone hey, can you watch the basketballs and make sure, you know, let us know who wins so we can get them their gift card. And they're the ones that are super engaged as well and getting excited. I mean, it just kind of shows when you are intentional about, you know, doing these exciting things, it, it is, it's just fruitful. It's, it's good. It's fun. It's exciting. It makes church feel alive, you know, whether you've been in a root or not, uh, like a, a rut or not, like, it just, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but it gets me gassed up for next Sunday too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really does. And kind of backtracking on, I think going back to the importance of a flow, right? Is we've been talking a lot about the, the goodness to change it up, but another important flow, right, that you have to have in a church is not just the way that the service is going to go, but the way that the month is laid out. Mm-hmm. Or, or that, you know, things are spaced out. And so we have a general monthly flow. That's the first week we do communion. The second week we do a kind of pastoral prayer, right? And, and normally that's, that's Nathan at the beginning. And like you said, during the host, sorry, the hosting moment, he'll do a, uh, a big prayer for the congregation or something to, you know, for the, for the nation or something that's more than just like a, hey, prepare our hearts for worship, Right. And then the third week, we will do the, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And these ways have really helped those who are more of a traditional background and who want you know, more of the liturgical kind of sense, who, who still want those things. That has helped us to cater to those needs and say like, hey, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's set to we have to do it every three weeks, and we're gonna do the Apostles' Creed um, when we do communion, and we're gonna we're gonna do these things so that they're set in place, so that those who respect and who love the traditional you know aspects of of that liturgical service can have those, and I think those things are very important, right? The I mean the mm-hmm. Lord's Prayer, Jesus literally tells us to pray mm-hmm. and how to pray in that, and so it's things like that to help us know like. Hey, we can do these wacky <laughs> wall mixtape wall blah, confetti. Blah, blah, confetti. Yeah, all these we can do these crazy things, but we also have to be rooted, right? And and so I've appreciated how our monthly flow has been in that. But not only our our flow when it comes to all of these liturgical things, but it also we have to respect a flow when it comes to spacing out these creative elements. Because you can't just have celebration Sunday one after another with with no preaching and just baptisms and crazy worship songs and blah blah blah. You can't have those just whenever you want them mm-hmm. throughout the entire month of June. You're just gonna have that. Or 
you and the flip side, you can't have okay, we're just going to do the, the four-song flow, the same week flow for four months in a row. Let's just keep it going because we have nothing planned. No, you have to make sure that when doing these creative things, you've spaced them out in a way that makes sense, right? And so as we've looked at our calendar in the, in the future, I think it's about every month we make sure to have something very different. And it doesn't have to be a crazy different huge service but it has to be something that's somewhat different in the service right yeah. and whether that's even just let's do a song during offering mm. whether it's let's set up basketball <laughs> um <laughs> in between services whether it's uh let's you know let's do hosting at the end of worship who knows let's mm. do let's do something weird but but to make sure like every month something's spaced out in a way that we know something's coming and it's not going to be the same exact thing for weeks upon weeks in a row. Yeah, absolutely. And another way that we've kind of had this month to month flow, um, it's not even always month to month more. So it's series to series. Yeah. Um, so the series basically it's, we got like a theme for the weeks that like from week to week that get preached on. Um, we've done things like, Anything Christmas series, that's typically its own series that starts like at Advent. Um, we've done the whole Heroes of the Faith thing that we've mentioned before. Um, we've done one on like the scary topics and like demons of the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, just all of these themes that get preached on. And typically anywhere from like four to six weeks on average. And we stick to these themes and they really just point us in a creative direction for a service. And I think the beauty about all these different series and ideas and ways that we get to decorate and set up is, I mean, it goes back to the reason why we started this podcast was a lot of times they don't cost us that much, if anything. Um, we were able to, you know, kind of, as we always say, cornerstone the church <laughs> and, you know, find methods and ways and I just want to give a shout out to Josh because I don't know how he does it, but he's a Facebook Marketplace guru. I mean, he, he mentioned it earlier, over a thousand, I'm not exaggerating, over a thousand records, $40. And, and so what we wanted to talk about is, is you don't have to be scared about taking that step and doing something extra or going beyond, above and beyond because it can end up working out in a ways that you wouldn't expect it to because you just learn how to find those ways to fill those holes. Yeah. Um, I want to just give a big shout out to Facebook marketplace that, that basically this church runs off marketplace. Amen. <laughs> God Amen. growth and gap and Facebook and. marketplace. <laughs> We're changing the title. <laughs> so, but yeah, when, when Nate says those records, I'm, I'm not joking. There was probably 10 rows of 10 records deep and of boxes and boxes full for $40 that we, <laughs> that we found. And so, so this, you know, this way to, to do these creative elements in a service, you don't have to have a ton of money <laughs> to, to do this. Right. And you, like we've talked about with our, with our summer shack that we had uh, for, for people to gather around in, that was from, from people who said, Hey, do you want me to make cookies? Hey, do you want me to to make brownies? And do you want me to, you know, make this special lemonade or whatever and and bring it? And those people who were just willing to bake at home. 
and it cost us very, very little. Yeah. You know, and so these these ways that we can do this, it doesn't have to cost us monetarily. And a lot of times it doesn't have to cost us in resources and, and anything, but what it does cost is our will to not just sit in the same in the same old, same old, right? And so as a person who's on staff and, and I'm here 40 hours a week, it can get very easy to come in on Tuesday to map out a service and to say, okay, boom, we're done. Um, I just plugged in a few songs, scheduled people, blah, 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 blah. We're done. Easy. And then do everything else that I have to do throughout the week, right? And and But the thing is, if we really want to develop a congregation who's involved and who's ready to just be there, who's ready to interact, who's re- who's ready to to be a part of the church, we can't we can't just sit and do the same old same old, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And we can't just plug in things because it makes our life easier, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is is finding these deals, <laughs> finding <laughs> the people who are ready to to make cookies, that also takes work. And so would it be easier, right, to go to a record store around here and drop $1,000 on on records and bring them back? And would it be easier to just go to Kroger if they have those wherever you are or Walmart? Mm. <laughs> um, would it be easier to just go there and get cookies and get lemonade and whatever? And, and yeah, that'd be awesome if we had a ton of money <laughs> right <laughs> um but it's sometimes not the easiest to find a guy off marketplace that i have to drive an hour and a half for and and get these things and come back and then find people who are willing to you know make cookies on saturday nights yeah that puts more effort on our part but that more effort on our part is ultimately going to change the environment of your church mm, and absolutely. so and so as we're just as we're ending, I want to say that yes, it's important to have that service flow like we talked about. And we've we've talked about that a, a bunch of times so far, right? To have to have your general ideas set, but you cannot just sit in the same ideas. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And so we just want to thank you uh, for taking the time to explore with us just the importance of Again, like we said, that balance of creativity and exciting and commitment and also having a good routine. So, well, as we close, you know, we always do the question of the week. And so, boys, I'm kind of proud of this question. Hmm. So if Uh you could live, it's based off this idea of themes that we've been talking about, right? If you could live in one cinematic universe, to say the least. So like a TV show, a video game, Mm. or a movie world. Which world would you live in and why? That's a tough one. But also, let me remind you, just because you live in this world doesn't mean you're automatically like the main character. You could be in this really cool <laughs> world and you're just like an I, average Joe. I just like go to Peter Parker's school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the side characters. All right, I'm just going to say it because it's, it's the first thing that popped into my head that's not Marvel because I feel like that's a go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say SpongeBob. I want to live in. <laughs> I want to live in Bikini Bottom, uh, if, and I want to be friends, especially with 
I mean, I know I might not be the main character, and maybe I wouldn't even be friends with SpongeBob, but I just want to be friends with the one fish that goes, my leg! <laughs> or, uh, or, how am I supposed to eat my pizza without my drink? I oh want to be gosh. like roommates with that guy. I'm uh, both surprised and also not surprised. I was going to say, if, if you know Josh at all, you know that this was seen coming like a mile away. Yeah. Ooh, as for me, I just uh, remembered a series that I watched back when I was like a kid, and this just randomly came to mind. But the old animated like 1960s um, Speed Racer Shocker. series. I know. I thought you were going to say Transformers, to be honest. I thought he was going to say Cars. <laughs> Thanks. But no, I was... That just came to mind. That's a fun, like, it's a fun series. Fun. Just every, it's really cool. Another good one. That's good. Um, I'm going to be more basic in, I would say, like, the Harry Potter world. Um. I would just be so sad. I'd be so sad if I lived in a world where, like, that kind of wizardry existed and I just have no magical powers. Oh. I think I would just cry. That'd be brutal. Like, if I were to find out, like, yo, Hogwarts actually existed and I live in New York, I'd be punching the air, bro. So, well, thank you guys. And as always, we want to end with some prayer. So, if you'd like to join us as we close out. Father, we just thank you for the gift of creativity. We thank you that we get to be uh, in your image in the way that we get to create as you have created everything. And Lord, even if it's as something as simple as a Sunday morning schedule and routine, we thank you that you have given us the opportunity to make church exciting. That as we gather, we recognize that every Sunday is a celebration of your resurrection, and we get to do just that in practical ways. And so I just want to pray, Lord, for anyone who's listening, if, if they are looking for ways to create a routine or maybe even spice up their routine, Lord, I ask that you just give the gift of creativity and excitement and enjoying the opportunity of church. We love you, Lord, and we praise you for all that you do. Amen. All right, folks, we'll see you next week.